I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Happy fucking Thursday, everybody. You are almost through the week. It is pre-Friday, which is amazing. Each day has a day. Monday kind of sucks, but you're still groggy. Tuesday is the worst. Wednesday, you're halfway through. Thursday is pre-Friday. And Friday is Friday. You can basically already start your weekend. I'm just letting you guys know. It's the way you get through life. But uh, I'll stop babbling and introduce my wonderful and amazing co-host, as always, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing? Hello, Corey. I hope you remember how to do a Thursday episode, because we haven't done a Thursday episode since March? Yeah, sure. I don't know. My life has gotten so confusing between when we started quarantine to now being on the precipice of like another quarantine, I'm, I'm starting to honestly lose it a little bit. Uh, yeah. So it's probably been since March that we've done a Thursday episode, but here we are again to kick off season two of our show, basically, even though it's been more than a year, but it's, is somebody like knocking is somebody like Oh my god, you can hear that? That is yeah. my freaking fridge making ice. Isn't that insane? Oh, that's what that is. Okay, so I'm not going crazy or anything. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry, Sporty Nation, that you have to hear my fucking fridge making ice. I don't know why it makes that noise, but isn't that insane? Like, I feel like it is insanely loud. I don't know if the people at home are going to be able to hear it, but I'm assuming because I can hear it that the sporting nation will hear that's hilarious i've never heard an ice machine make that noise before i'm used to when it makes ice you'll hear the you'll hear just like you'll just hear it drop and go kathunk into the little ice receptacle and that's it so i've never heard an ice machine make that noise before yeah see that's what you would think you would think that it would make normal noises like that like i don't know if it's like pulling in water to make ice and so it's making that noise but like we've looked at it a few times and we're like shit it just it's it's on the side of the fridge that's not the fridge side but the ice making side and we're like but it has to be the ice maker like there's nothing else we can we've like stood next to it and tried to listen to it but it's it's just abnormally loud and it will genuinely scare me like I'll be watching something on tv and the sound will get quiet and it, I like forget that it's there. Like I forget the noise, like I've gotten used to it. But for some reason, when I'm watching a show and it comes on, it scares me because I can actually, like I'm paying attention to more things because I'm watching the show. And it, yeah, it's a weird, um, I don't know. There's a demon in our fridge. That's all I gotta say. It's, it's strange as hell. Well, I'm glad we managed to figure out what exactly 
uh, was happening there. So I'm now very happy that I know exactly. See, the ice just fell right there. Right there. If everyone heard that, I don't know. See, the ice just fell. So like the noise you were hearing before, was it making ice? And now it just fell. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. So the more you know, I guess. So weird. Sorry, I just got really excited, but I just like I was just that just proved my point, and I was like, oh my gosh, there you go. Just drop the ice. That is that is too funny. Okay, here's what's coming up on the show, uh, Sporting Nation. Shortened edition of the show. Gonna try and keep these Thursday episodes pretty short, considering the fact that we're gonna have hockey. For the moment, so we'll keep them light. Try to make you laugh along the way. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the, the possible NHL return. <laughs> Not much news, but some. We'll talk about ASU hockey, two big wins on the road against Wisconsin this weekend. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Kendall Coyne making some history with the Chicago Blackhawks. And then we'll wrap up the show with some random shit at the very end. Um, before we, we move any further here and get into the hockey talk, I want to ask you, um, to spoiler alert, coming up later on in the show, I have a Mandalorian-related random shit headline, but um, I wanted to ask you what you thought of the Is most recent... Is it a recent... Grogu headline? No, it's not a Grogu headline. It relates mm-hmm. to Grogu, but I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to ask you about the most recent episode. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, which is episode, I think it was episode 13. Um, you can pause our show for the moment because we're going to talk about the spoilers just for the, just for the moment. Because I want to hear your perspective from somebody who, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, hasn't, I don't think you've watched a lot of the, the Clone Wars or Rebels cartoon series at all. So I'm curious what you thought of the most recent episode and the, live screen action debut of Ahsoka Tano, who is one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe. Cause I, I'm a big fan of Clone Wars and Rebels too. And to see Ahsoka played by Rosario Dawson like kick so much ass, I loved it. I like Rosario Dawson. It was funny because I knew who it was right away when she started talking. And um yeah, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. I think honestly this was my favorite episode of the entire season. I 100% agree. It was everything you could ever want in a Star Wars TV show. It 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 expanded the universe of of the Star Wars universe. We got another mention of Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is of course from the old Star Wars um, expanded universe books from the early 90s and has since shown up on star wars rebels so it expands the universe there we get ahsoka for the first time we finally find out about um we find out baby yoda's name grogu for the first time which was fun i'm still not going to call him that but i'm gonna still oh that's baby yoda or the child more so than grogu but it was um it was like a seven samurai-esque type of feel to it away from a little bit of the Western feel and Dave Filoni who wrote and directed the episode is I, I would just hand the keys over to star Wars to him because everything he touches in the star Wars universe just turns to absolute gold. He was the creator of, of, um, of, of rebels and a, a main voice and writer on, on clone wars too. So if they could just give him the keys to the star Wars universe instead of Kathleen Kennedy or J.J. Abrams, 
or Ryan Johnson for that matter, the Star Wars universe would be a lot better off, in my opinion. My my curiosity is like, so as as far as I'm aware, um, Mando like the way that the Mandalorian story is told, like he eventually returns Grogu and does his own shit without Grogu, considering the fact that he is like a prominent part of the show. Are are they, do you think they're going to change that and keep him along like the entire time? Is that possible? I think that's an interesting idea. I actually kind of love the idea of, you can still call it, like, almost do it in, like, an anthology way. Because there's uh, the Star Wars universe is so big where you can finish up a Mandalorian time storyline and, and Din Djarin storyline in, in three seasons, right? So you can finish this season off with wrapping up the Baby Yoda Grogu storyline. And we now know they're kind of headed off to a, a sacred Jedi temple to essentially put out a beacon into the force that says, Hey, this child is still alive. Any Jedi's out there, come find him and you can help train him. So, and then maybe we get a, a, a wrap to the Mandalorian storyline and Din Djarin storyline in like the next season. And then you can expand the universe from there. Cause there are some other star Wars shows in the works. I think there's a Lando Calrissian show in the works. Um, among other things. Like, I think there was a Boba Fett show in the works for a while. So, yeah, I don't see why that wouldn't be the case where the show would continue on after after they wrap up the, the Grogu storyline. Yeah, I was just wondering because I just feel like a lot of people, that's what they watch it for, is they watch it for Grogu. And, and I was, you know, there's... A lot of people that are, are like us who genuinely like Star Wars and um, will watch it regardless. But I just was wondering, you know, from a point of marketing, I guess, wise, well, would that be a, like a big risk for them to take to move on from that storyline? I mean, hell, they can even jump the story forward. Like they can do a flash forward and have him have Baby Yoda be a little bit older. I don't know how how they age, how his the Yoda slash Grogu race ages. He's 50 knows, right now. Oh, okay. So maybe you can't flash forward. Or maybe you can pick up his storyline after the end of the most recent movies. Huh? Yeah, that would be cool. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Although that whole idea of Last Jedi, though, like the fact that she was supposed to be kind of like the Last Jedi, would be complete bullshit because there was other... Jedi's around. That's that's true. Okay, and that wraps up our Mandalorian talk this week, everybody. Um, I don't know if that's going to become a staple of this show. Who knows? I just wanted to bring it up and and before we dive into some hockey talk here. Okay, let's begin. Uh, which where should we begin? Should we begin with some NHL stuff, or should we we dive into some a, uh, ASU stuff? What where where should we go first? Why don't we go NHL first? Why don't we we start from the top and move down? I, I agree. Okay, so the latest news here is, well, no news for the most part. But something that caught my eye was from this uh, video that Sportsnet put out, which is from Chris Johnston. And he more or less said in this video that 
he's kind of surprised there haven't been more rumblings of a, of a lockout or a strike or a season not happening at all because we are now into December basically right and or we are in December it's Thursday I forgot it's December already ha huh. and we don't really have any news right so I don't see especially with the NHL's long history of labor disputes how we sh- that we shouldn't start entering the conversation that because essentially what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to rework the CBA again, similar to what Major League Baseball did. And we saw how Major League Baseball almost lost their season because they couldn't figure their shit out. And they literally went down to the last possible second before they got their season in. And I wonder if the NHL does the same because they're running out of time. All we know now is basically that players are starting to show up and for in uh, basically off-season workouts like they tend to do, right? Like we saw Oliver Larson's back here in Phoenix – all the players are back here in Phoenix. Um, heck, even Austin Matthews and 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 Connor McDavid were skating here in Arizona lately. So that's out there. I don't know how likely it is that a season doesn't happen, but it certainly wouldn't surprise me. This whole situation, I honestly just feel like is a shit show. And I feel like they don't particularly know what they're doing. And so that's why they haven't really um, come out with much and why there hasn't been a lot of because like, let's be honest, like people aren't this tight lipped. You know, there's there's like assumptions of of when, um, you know, that people are saying February 1st is is more plausible than January 1st. And that um, you know, just thinking like, you know, you'd have to have like two weeks to run training camp and, um, they would have to start that around December 15th in order to launch January 1st. So it's more plausible being February 1st, but the, the entire thing is just kind of dumb in the fact that they, they don't know. And they're kind of biding their time and it's, going to be one of those situations where it's going to come down to the wire and, and and players aren't going to be happy about it because I mean would you be happy about it considering the fact that this is your job like this is your job and this is what you're supposed to do and you don't know what the fuck you're supposed to be doing because they can't decide on things you don't know what your safety is going to be like you don't know any of that so I, I just I think the entire thing is kind of a shit show and like it I wouldn't say it's it's all the NHL's fault like they're trying to you know trying to grasp the situation kind of like we all are you know it's it's constantly moving in the fact that you know um cases have been on the rise like crazy lately um now that we are past um, Thanksgiving, that's going to just keep on skyrocketing there. And then you have when the vaccine's going to come out, you're going to have a change in presidency and how people, like COVID's being handled. So that in its own self is such a shit show that's out of their control that it's, I think it's just really tough. And um, I, I mean, I could see that. I could see it being a possibility that that's what it comes down to because of the fact that um then at least if they if 
they were to um, do like a lockout, they would at least have some type of like certainty and it something would be within their control. Yeah, there's a lot to this this story. And I'm reading an article here from a California newspaper basically here that is essentially saying the fact that in Santa Clara County where the 49ers play, which is where the SAP Center is, where the San Jose Sharks play, they've told – they put out a mandate that said no pro sports, no college sports, nothing can happen here in the county because of COVID. So you're seeing the possibility that the San Francisco 49ers are essentially going to start practicing and playing their home games here in Glendale, which is wild. And the San Jose Sharks might have to do the same thing where they won't even be able to play home games in at their home rink and practice there. So this – Again, COVID is just wreaking havoc on everything. Obviously, we know that they just continue to rise and continue to get out of hand pretty much across the country. So who knows what's going to happen at this point? I don't think the NHL knows. The players don't know. Um, Congratulations to the NBA for figuring this shit out. And apparently they released the, the preseason schedule this week with plans to start their regular season in late December, which is wild. So we have to find out something this week, I think, um, maybe next week about the next steps in this whole situation because they're running out of time to get in a season. Uh, and also there's the, the whole idea about whether or not they're going to play with fans or not too, right? We know how big fans are to the NHL's uh, bottom line. And so if you have different rules in different places about whether fans can show up, it's, it's, it's a mess. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's a, and everyone, whether it's pro sports or college sports, everyone is dealing with this. And, and I just don't think, um, you know, there's really, this isn't something that anyone has ever dealt with before. So no one really understands how to deal with it. And the fact that like, you know, everyone's trying their best to um, deal with it the best, like the best way they can, but there is no like, certain rules on, on how to do this. And each place, as you had said before, is different in how they want to handle it. And so um, you have to deal with the differences, you know, with governors and mayors and all of that type of stuff. And, and I think it's uh, interesting that, you know, people are going to be coming here to Arizona to play when um, ASU hockey isn't even playing any hockey games here in Tempe. I'm glad you mentioned that because that'll be the perfect transition to talk about ASU and this crazy tweet that we saw from Craig Morgan over the over the weekend, which was that Greg Power said the Sun Devils are going to stay on the road rather than coming back to Tempe. This will extend their road trip to 36 days. What? I quote tweeted it and I said, what? a way to um, test your team chemistry because shit, if you didn't like your teammates before that, you're going to hate them now because that will be one big ass shit show. And I had also sent you um, that night after the game, I had watched a little bit of um, the second period um, uh, that ASU had played against um 
the Badgers and they had, and I had seen a tweet after it saying that four players were, were out for COVID-19 and three others were close contacts. The game was obviously still on, but depleted. And I had to think to myself, how many of these people, even though they, they may not have been like, you know, there's four players out after one tested positive for COVID-19. So they had four of them that were out in total, but only three of them were like a close contact with that one person. So they're doing it like out of precautionary purposes. But you have to think for that team, you know, that's that's constantly traveling together for, what was it again, 36 days? Yeah. Um, one of them comes down with COVID. You're screwed. Like, how do you deal with that? And yeah, exactly. And ASU took advantage of it. They won back-to-back games against Wisconsin on the road in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin coming in a one of the top teams in the country, one of the best prospects in the country, one of the best goal scorers in the country was Cole Caulfield. And they shut him down the entire weekend. He didn't score a single point, if I'm not mistaken. So to see ASU come out like they did in two games on the road, on this heavy Big Ten, heavy road schedule, without their their best player, Johnny Walker, right, who – Big-time goal scorer has been out all season long so far. Uh, two massive, massive wins for, for Greg Powers and ASU, and and they did it with goal scoring because they scored eight goals in their first win. Uh, it was, I believe the final score was eight to six. And the in the second game on Sunday, the final score was three to one. And they had problems early in the season, right? They, in their first four games of the season, ASU only scored two goals. So the fact that they came out and scored against such a good team like that and they did it with their bottom six was quite impressive. A lot of guys were scored their first goals of their careers um, in the uh, in, in this series, right? And uh, so it was two very important wins for ASU to finally get back on track. Jax Murray, uh, first two goals of his NCAA career on Sunday for ASU. Um and uh, so two big wins there for ASU because, you know, coming in, you know, they, they were coming off a, a berth in the, in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament. They had some guys go to the NHL and uh, including Joey Decord, obviously. So mad props to ASU for beating a team like Wisconsin. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the big 10 is difficult to play in regardless. And then to be, playing, you know, on the road so much. I think a lot of times people don't, they underestimate the um, amount of drain that puts on a team just in general. You know, like obviously um, most of these kids aren't here from Arizona, but I mean like that's where your, your home is for now and that's where your bed is and that's where you just want to be sometimes to be able to like sleep off some of these games but like to come into this and to be playing like they are is um is is a big deal. I think it's pretty awesome that uh they're playing the way they are and and I just hope they can keep this up over the whole rest of their 
road series because it's it's going to be a long one and they're going to be completely depleted by the end of it. And like I, I like I mentioned before with COVID, I really hope they get through it without a lot of COVID issues. Um, I mean, it'll be definitely a way of them being able to watch their players and make sure that they're not doing anything irresponsible per se, um, which is always good when you're dealing with uh, young adults. But um, it's definitely going to be a long trip for them. And uh, it just proves why they need their arena like sooner versus later, even though it's going to take them, I think, until 2022 in order to have that finally finished. So um, it might be if, if there's any way to expedite that, it would probably be better for them because um, it, this just shows the need for their own um, arena. And their next couple of games for ASU coming up on December 8th and 9th, uh, they're taking on Penn State, who is another school who came out of the ACHA, turned themselves into an NCAA program um, just a couple of years prior to ASU joining the NCAA. So always kind of a fun matchup there. We will update you, of course, on our, our next show, how ASU did in in those games listen to the islanders never say die podcast your one-stop shop for islanders news analysis and opinions featuring the biggest personalities in sports podcasting tj and the grumpy old man that's right tj if you want your opinions viewed through orange and blue colored glasses from an islander bobo and charter member of the inlui trust crowd you'll love the measured commentary from tj on the other hand if you want the unvarnished truth of a hockey purist a genius a legend And an all-around great guy, the grumpy old man's insane ramblings will be just what you need to survive each and every week. An all-around great guy? Well, we also have weekly installments of Stump the Grump, an absolute fan favorite. Make sure to participate in our live streams and listen every Monday and Thursday to the bi-weekly podcast. You can find the Islanders Never Say Die podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Yeah, so Richie and I had to take a little bit of a break there because uh, we needed to do um, a sporty interview. You know, sporty's always in high demand. Um, and uh, I thought while we were taking a break, someone someone showed up here that I thought should uh, join us for our last topic on Kendall Coin um, and on some random shit because I always have to deal with Richie's random shit and I felt someone else should have to deal with Richie's random shit. So um, Sky came down here at the per- perfect time, and so we'll, we'll talk about Kendall Coyne first, and, th- and then we'll get into Richie's uh, random shit. Are you ready for this? I do love random shit and Kendall Coyne, so I came at the right time. <laughs> oh, right. hello, so, you know hello Scott. Hello, it's good to have you back oh, for the second time in like three hello, weeks. Hello, Richard. I uh, apologize for the Rams' performance today, and it's not hockey-related. I just want to bring that up, just get Richie riled up a little bit before this. See, I tried. I mentioned we mentioned it at the very top of the Sunday show, and I thought that was all I was going to hear from it. I wanted to put it completely out of my memory, but here you are trying to get me riled up, Scotty. I don't like it. <laughs> yes, Scotty Farr is back, everybody. Um, it's pretty easy considering the fact that he lives with me. It's kind of like when we get Cat on the show. It's pretty easy because she lives with Richie. So you never you never know when there will be random guest appearances by them throughout our podcast it's it's actually very nice and convenient exactly we have like two 
It's like we have a bench of co-hosts we can go to, or like a bullpen of co-hosts we can go to at any point in time. I like that, the bullpen of co-hosts. So, yeah. It's, co- it's really, I mean, it's props to us, Richie. Think about it. We decided to both live with people who happen to be like our, our own hockey gurus that we can reach out for like, whether it's like youth hockey, college hockey, goaltending, all that type of stuff. We kind of have it covered in our own houses. So it's very easy for us to just have a, like a bullpen of experts on hand. Yeah, and then next we'll call up uh, we'll call up Iz to the rotation, and she can co-host a show at some point. Oh my gosh, you guys! Catherine Silverman's child is is the sassiest child I have ever met, and um, as her aunt, I could not be any prouder. We can bring her on to complain about Richie cutting his hair. Oh, she cried. She full blown cried. I, she liked Flo Richie better. I know, yeah. It uh, it it broke her, and but you know what? I'm glad I I did it because it's I feel so much better now with shorter hair. Someone did pose the question though that whether uh, Richie would just be Dick and not Dick Flo now that he's cut the flow. I did tell <laughs> yeah. them that his last name is Flores, so he still technically always has the flow. One hundred percent. That's the that's the reason why the nickname was created in the first place. So, exactly. But you you know, moving on to actually <laughs> important things. Um, U.S. Women's Captain uh, Kendall Coyne Schofield now has been announced that she. Well, I mean, as when you hear this, it's been it will have been like a good week, but um, that she is joining the Chicago Blackhawks as a player development coach. Super cool. You know how um, excited we get to uh, talk about women in hockey and their advancement in the sport. So this is super cool to see, and we couldn't be any happier. I, I am I am excited for this. This is this is really cool. We already know how how big of a impact Lindsey Fry, former women's national team player, has on the hockey community here in Phoenix. Um, I don't know her official title, but she has a big. She's a big part of the Arizona Kachinas and uh, is in the Coyotes front office as an advisor, I believe, of some sort. So to have Kendall Coyne Schofield now be a part of player development for the Blackhawks is terrific. It also mentions in this ESPN story too that the Blackhawks also promoted Megan Hunter, who was previously Stan Bowman's executive assistant to be the director of hockey administration and being an amateur scout as well. And all these moves come on top of the announcement that Kim Ng is was the first general female general manager in all of the four major professional sports here in North America. So everything is, everything is coming up female right now. We have a female vice president elect. We have more women in sports taking a more prominent role, which is terrific. We have the announcement that the national women's hockey league is coming back in January. And uh, so it is, it is a good time for women in sports right now. And for, and for people like Jason Whitlock, Go, they can go fuck themselves. I don't know why I had to announce <laughs> the emphasis at the end really added touch. is like a nice tone at the end. I like well, that. well, in in our last episode, I I did I didn't mention 
him, but I, I, I did uh, reference him uh, in, in the past one and how annoying it was when talking about um, Vanderbilt and that, that whole situation, which was awesome. But um, it, it was, uh, it's pretty cool because in, in this ESPN article that we had in our rundown about it, like she was saying, um, Quinn Show Schofield, I always want to say Schofield, I don't know why, Schofield, um, told ESPN that uh, it's a dream come true and that, or that it would be a dream come true to become a, an NHL GM one day. Um, while Bowman and DeBart, DeBartolo, I cannot speak tonight, y'all. Um, Hunter both have aspirations of climbing in the ranks in an NHL front office. It's long overdue in my mind, Bowman said. It's something that's important to me. These three women are good hockey minds, and it's important to give them chances to take on bigger roles over the over the coming years. So, um it's just really cool in general to see all of that stuff coming up. And, and I have to agree with Richie. There's nothing I appreciate more than seeing women, you know, kind of slowly taking over the world. Um, yeah, well, I think uh, it's about time for hockey, to be honest. I think I think they're lagging a little bit. I'm pretty sure basketball has already had an assistant coach uh, woman. I think um, football already has had um, – women on the sidelines working as like coaching staff, not just trainers. And like Richie said, baseball just recently hired their GM. So I think hockey's kind of catching up a little bit. I think they're a little bit behind. It is nice to see this, but it would be nicer to see women in more of an active coaching role, not just, um, well, I guess in that one case, she's aspiring to be a GM, which is really cool. But hopefully you see more uh, women getting more coaching roles, more maybe assisting coaching roles, maybe more, um, one, you know, working with the players more because there are a lot of women that have been in uh, scenarios that, you know, they're just as qualified as some of the, you know, guy assisting coaches out there and some of the head coaches. I mean, I think John Cooper for Tampa Bay Lightning, he had no NHL experience or anything. He just learned from the best and just kind of worked his way up. So it's nice to see hockey finally getting on the train. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, like you said, Scotty. It's uh, hockey seems to be the slowest when it comes to these types of things, right? We saw it with they were seemingly the slowest to react to the whole idea of the the Black Lives Matter movement and and adopting, you know, those types of more progressive stances on certain things and political issues and social issues. And I have a feeling it's gonna be the same here with this. It's just, it's just gonna take time, as it has in pretty much every every other sport but um all right let's wrap up the show with uh with some random shit got a couple for you as we wrap up here i teased one of them at the top of the show because scotty you we were talking about the mandalorian and how much Corey and i both enjoyed the most recent episode it was my favorite episode of the entire series so far so quickly before i get to this story how where would you rank the most recent episode of the mandalorian wherein we saw the first appearance of Ahsoka, and we also learned that Baby Yoda has a name, and it's Grogu. I would probably put it top three among the entire uh, series. The previous one before this one may have been my favorite. I thought it was really well done, and there was action, and it had a great storyline, but this most recent one was very good as well, so it's nice to see them trending upwards too for this season. 
But yeah, I'm excited. I'm, uh, I think everyone's kind of dying to see more uh, Jedi involvement, you know, with uh, Grogu and maybe his future and maybe their relation, you know, to Yoda and that species. And sound very nerdy right now, so I'm going to not tell my friends to watch this. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, it, is, uh, it is actually getting a lot better. Mandalorian, definitely one of my favorite shows of recently. Oh, you missed Richie nerding out earlier. <laughs> and see, when I'm getting called nerd by, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, you. The thing you you're not thinking about here is is Richie has the power to clip off that clip <laughs> and hold it forever. There is I don't clips like that. of me saying a bunch of weird shit that will be around for forever and i know for certain that you have them on your phone i have an email file called cory sound bits richie has sent me quite a few of them a lot of my favorites on there blackmail <laughs> that's pretty much what that is that's funny okay so here's the story this is the story the reason why i brought this up so, do you remember on the previous episode where Mando drops Grogu off at, like, the local school? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's okay. a... He's yeah. eating macaroons. He steals them from that kid. Exactly. Yeah, he steals the macaroons. Well, there's a, a company out there called Williams-Sonoma, which has a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, they're really well-known name. <laughs> they're, actu they're actually selling... Mandalorian branded blue macaroons. Now, I put this out on Twitter, so you guys probably have seen it by now, but can you guess how much they are selling a box of 12 Mandalorian branded blue macaroons for? Okay, so so you may not remember this, but you've actually sent this to us. And I sent it to yes. you, not me. Well, sent it to me but i still discussed it with you didn't yeah, i yeah i can't remember what it was i mean ideally you'd think macaroons are probably around like i don't know 10 bucks maybe but these are probably more like special so i'm gonna guess like i don't know 30 bucks they were like 50. is that yeah. true 50 bucks oh my for like what six of them are they edible are they decorations or no yeah the they're point. actually are, are edible they they're actually Yes, yes. Oh. Oh, well, that, why would I want to eat $50 for something that I'm just going to eat? I don't know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't, people are probably going to buy it, though. Because they're going to be like, look, we got Baby Yoda inspired food. <laughs> so, isn't there, like, Mac... Okay, I don't know much about, like, macaroons. I've never really had one. But, like, I'm pretty sure... Don't they have, like, macaroon making kits, right? Where you can, like... Like, you know, there's like waffle makers and stuff like that. I think there's macaroon makers. And so couldn't you just make your own baby blue macaroons and then yes. just call them Star Wars ones? Absolutely. Yeah. That's so why I think they kind of look like pretty patties from SpongeBob. But, you know, <laughs> where you can just make whatever color you want. And Sorry, I, I that's my goal. Anytime I'm on your show, I'm going to find a way to throw a SpongeBob reference in there. So there's one. There you go. I got my one out of the way. Yeah, you're worried about being called the <laughs> SpongeBob's not there. All right. <laughs> I dig it. All right. I got one more story here. And I figured this was a good one because Whiskey were on the poll and Corey and I are both drinking whiskey um, on this week's shows. There was a couple in New York. 
that when they were doing some remodeling, they found a essentially a <laughs> a stash of like 65 bottles of whiskey hidden in the walls of their home because apparently it had had been used as like a speakeasy back in the day and so that's what they they hid all these bottles of whiskey from the prohibition era inside the walls of this house and they managed to find them all and according to this um the they're worth like a hundred over a hundred thousand dollars if i'm not mistaken Damn, that's impressive. That is much better than finding a dead body or, as we had discussed on a previous episode, a dead cat. A mummified cat, yes. A mummified cat. Someone found a mummified cat in their walls. Wasn't the mummified cat worth a lot of money or no? Yes, you're right. Somebody paid it, paid for it online for during an auction for like a couple grand. Oh, man. Well, it's not as much as the whiskey. So right when you start thinking, I was like, well... There's a bunch of whiskey in the walls. It has to be like Prohibition era, which it was. And I was thinking too, I was like, they have to be worth. When you said over a hundred thousand, I thought it may be even worth more than that. But I mean, I don't know if you could. I guess you theoretically could probably drink it, but I guess it'd be. I wonder who's gonna buy it. If it'll be on display somewhere, but kind of cool. Yeah, I would want to drink at least one of them. Uh-oh. Tastes horrible, but. But whiskey is one of those things that can be aged, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Age. 100 years. When was Prohibition? 1920 something? It was, uh, I think it lasted from about 1920 until 1932. Could you imagine 12 years of banned alcohol? It's, no, it's wild. If you think about it in today, in today, like in today's society, like it was wild. That actually was a thing. Yeah, it lasted from 1920 until 1933. And there's a great Ken Burns documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not. And it's a three-part series about Prohibition. Fascinating. Fascinating how it came about. Fascinating all the mobsters that came about because of it. Fascinating how it managed to come to an end and how basically how big of a bust it was for everybody. And the fact that it managed to last 12 years is insane. Rishi, I'm going to need you to get into doing documentaries because of how, like, jazz do you get by documentaries. I'm going to need you to get in, like, knowledge on... a sporty on... documentary. Well, okay, a sporty <laughs> documentary would be cool. But I mean, like, he, uh, he should get really into documentaries on how to, like, do them and everything and do one about weed because you know that's going to be the next one. Is Eventually, it's going to be legalized everywhere. And then people are start going to start doing like prohibition type documentaries about weed and all of the stuff that surrounded weed because it'll be like a totally normal thing. I think those documentaries already exist because I'm pretty sure I've seen one. There's a bunch of marijuana documentaries out there, but that prohibition one may be interesting. Watch well, it, Sporty I'm Nation. Happy. Do it. You'll learn something. What, like PBS? Yeah. Yeah. That, isn't that their whole slogan? Like, I don't think it's you'll learn something. Richie would be great on PBS or C SPAN. <laughs> Richie should be a narrator on C SPAN. Could you imagine? He's like, well, and here's uh, Mitch McConnell about to block another bill. And uh, 
This is marked of a hundredth bill in a row getting blocked. Nancy Pelosi is visiting the White House right now. <laughs> oh wait, 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 we got an interview coming up on TN. <laughs> His voice on that sounded like my morning voice. My morning, like your NPR, my, voice. N- my NPR morning voice. It, you know, it sounded to me like it sounded like a golf commentator commentating politics. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> it did. It genuinely did. We and just here, need to add some golf tap. Oh my god, wouldn't that make politics so much more exciting if after like people gave speeches uh, to like the house and stuff, people just started golf clapping? No, that's that's the state of the union. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is true. That oh is my true. gosh, whoever's at the state of the union, it's just them. Whoever's president, their party just standing up and clapping every 30 seconds. So, oh, I, we forgot to mention before we go, um, speedy recovery to, to President-elect Joe Biden. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he fractured his foot. So he's going to be in a walking boot. Brain disease. No, wait, wait, wait. Are we seeing conflicting reports here? No, You're no. Saying I saw a sprain. They thought it was a sprain. He went for x-rays. It's a fracture. So he's going to have to put on a walking boot for a couple weeks. Wow, if he was playing baseball, he would have to be he would be making millions of dollars and be walking around with cast on his foot and sitting in a dugout talking shit for like a couple weeks. It was his dog that did it. And usually I'm pro dog, but Richie has a step on us because uh, he's a cat person. Mm-hmm. But he's supposed to be the first rescue dog in the White House, right? Yes. That's true. Yes. That's correct. So give him a break. He's a rescue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, we're done on this episode, I think. Anything else? Anything else, Corey? Uh, Scotty, would you like your final word? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I like random shit and Kendall Coin as I started. I'll end how I started. <laughs> We've come full circle. <laughs> yes, we have. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Until then, good night and good hockey, everybody.